0: Welcome to the Salted Carmel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish in Carmel, Indiana. My name is David Cook and I'm the Stewardship Director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. With me is the undeniably great Jody Curtis. She is a parishioner and my co-host and partner in crime on these podcasts. Who's our guest today, Jody?
1: Our guest today is Layla Diltz. Layla is a recent college graduate from Lee University where she played soccer and took her team to the NCAA Division II Final Four in wow. 2018. She grew up in a non-denominational household, but while attending Garin Catholic for high school, the Lord drew her into the church and she converted at the Easter Vigil in 2016. She is now a part of Leading Antioch and the Confirmation Retreat. She is the author of the Living Beloved blog. Welcome Layla to the Salta Carmel. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, how are you doing?
2: Doing good. I'm really excited just to be here and get
0: to talk to you guys this afternoon. Well, that's awesome. Well, Layla, I see, you know, we we heard you grew up in a non-denominational household. Can you tell us what that was like growing up and what your relationship with Jesus was kind of like?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I was so blessed to grow up in, you know, a great home and a great church that really uh, taught the importance of having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's... Really, that was my entire church experience and my entire relationship with God was just very centered on, did you do your devotional today? Did you pray today? Um, How's God moving in you? Have you been hearing him speak in your life? And then having the importance of community, especially growing in fellowship with other believers was the focus point, I would say, of growing up. So when I went to Garen and I was, introduced to sacraments and you know, visible signs of God's grace upon us, I was just so blown away that things could be tangible rather than only exist in the spiritual world.
1: Hmm.
0: Nice. Wow. Nice. Very nice. Would you say you had a, a good relationship with Jesus growing up then?
2: Yeah, I was I was really blessed that just from a young age God showed me such grace in wanting and giving me a desire to know Him, right? Because that's something that we could never start on our own.
1: Mm.
2: Is that, you know, that that desire to know Him more just is a grace in itself. And God really blessed me from a young age in giving me that grace. So I, I was fortunate enough to always have that relationship.
1: Yeah, which is kind of a maybe a unique experience to many Catholics who grow up with the sacraments yeah. and maybe don't some more it. rote prayer and don't develop that personal relationship with Jesus early in their lives. So, Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely something that I've encountered more, and that's um, you know, th- those are, or that's a question that I receive often from our Protestant brothers and sisters, which is like, Catholics don't have personal relationship with, with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. or, like, you actually pray to God? I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Part of what my passion is to break those stereotypes and those misconceptions and be like, no, we, we pray all the time. We, you know, our, our whole mass is a prayer, right? So that's what I have become to be really passionate about and believe that's part of my calling that God has given me with my unique perspective. Because I've Mm -hmm. been on both sides, I'm able to help, you know, bridge the gap and bring the body of of Christ a little closer.
1: Nice. So you mentioned about being introduced to the sacraments, but was there one concrete moment or time that made you say yes to Jesus? (gasps) Or the Catholic faith, yeah. yeah. One that I get uh, frequently, actually, but I wouldn't say that there was like
2: one moment. It was really just an accumulation of four years of being at Guerin, being surrounded by great Catholics who are living out their life or living out their Catholic faith daily. And it was just, you know, tidbits of, of knowledge and of interacting with those sacraments of learning something new every day. It wasn't that I had this like great even conversion experience and that, you know, one day my eyes were just totally open. It was just over time, God continued to draw me in and cover me in the grace to understand and realize that it is the truth.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. You can kind of see how Garen and that community there definitely helped you. Was going farther back, was there anything that kind of led you to Garen? You know, was there anything that kind of like, why would you go? What was the inkling? What was, you know, how did <laughs> how did God pull you closer to the Catholic faith before Garen?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's actually really interesting because I remember growing up as a Protestant and always being drawn to sisters, to Mm. nuns, right? And that is something that's obviously not prevalent in Protestant communities, Mm -hmm. but I always just found them to be so beautiful. That's one thing that I think God was just drawing on my heart from an early age secondly i always wanted to talk to the saints i didn't know that that was an opportunity for me so when i was little i remember in my prayers asking god to say hi to my grandma or to say hi to noah <laughs> All different biblical characters and that was just god placing this desire in my heart to talk to the to saints right and yeah. i just i didn't know that so when i you know was introduced that or when I was when I learned that we could talk to the Saints I was blown away and I was so excited
1: oh I love that and what is your life like in Christ now hmm so I um, I talked about or in an introduction you all got to learn
2: that I am uh, writing a blog called Living Beloved so on this I really try to talk about different aspects of the differences between Protestants and Catholics and different you faith practices and such because I even went to a Protestant ca- or Protestant cat excuse me a Protestant <laughs> university mm-hmm. so it's funny how I was in high school I was a Protestant in a Catholic community, and then in college, I was a Catholic a
0: Protestant <laughs> <What>? community. <laughs> a little trick there.
2: But because of that and all those encounters, I just have so many friends with questions. So I try to live out daily um, by not being afraid to answer those questions and having those hard conversations. And then I also am able to participate in Bible studies through uh, OLMC. And I'm also leading the confirmation retreat, which this year, it's all virtual. So it's very, (laughs) it's pretty interesting. Uh but It's been awesome. Um, I have a meeting tomorrow night. Really
1: excited to see the girls again. There you go. And then I'm part of Ameoc as well.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Nice.
1: Thank you for serving in those ministries. Oh, yeah. Us.
0: I'm doing the virtual confirmation thing, too. And it's already a challenge because we were talking and then all of a sudden we had five of the, the boys in our group, like, turn off their camera. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no, like, keep your camera on. I have to know you're there. <laughs> so so pray for us and <laughs> the teenage boys so we can actually connect.
2: <laughs> wow. I'm really excited. My, me and my co-leader, we're introducing different aspects of the Catholic faith because I, you know, I didn't go on the confirmation retreat or anything Hmm. leading up. I, you know, went to RCIA and then entered the church in Easter vigil. So I had no idea what this was going to look like. And I saw the need to teach these, these girls about Uh, the Catholic faith, because I have so many friends, even that have walked away from the Catholic faith, because they see the beauty of relationship that's there in Protestant communities. So I think that it's important that we teach people that the personal relationship is there, but then there's also tangible ways and graces to receive and that God has blessed us with all these, you know, sacraments that we can take a part of. But a lot of the time they just don't know I guess that it's prevalent in the, or that it's there in the Bible. That you know this has been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to be able to match both the personal relationship that these girls are trying to have with living that out as a Catholic in the sacraments. Nice.
0: That's awesome. That is. You can you can know. definitely tell how the Lord's just been giving you experience after experience, Ted. Groom your evangelistic heart.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's very true.
0: But one question I would have is like you kind of see how your Protestantism helps you with your relationship with God. Catholicism kind of comes with Garen and the sacraments and uh, finding the tangible. How did that affect you? How you lived in college? You mentioned how a lot of people had questions, but did you did you explicitly share your faith? Did you just live your go to mass and talk about it openly? What was that like? Did you also have a community there at this Protestant-based college? Like so many questions in one, so just word vomit on
2: us. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Yeah, I knew five Catholics in college and I was able to start my junior year. I was able to start the first ever Catholic club. Uh, We we met um, in my apartments, family room. And each week we dove into a different sacrament for church teaching, like, you know, why is gay marriage wrong or why is birth control wrong? So I was really hungry for a Catholic community the whole time that I was in college. And I think that's why I was so determined to get um, be active as much as I could coming back. And I, you know, I would just go to mass and I would meet with those kids once a week and that was probably the extent of my faith because in college, like you're really busy and I was not on the soccer team. I didn't even have time to go to adoration, but I also was very outspoken as a Catholic and uh, it was well known that I was Catholic on campus. I was uh, belittled a lot and disunderstood because of that. Someone very close to me asked me in college if I was converting to Protestantism yet.
1: Oh.
2: Uh, no, like, I, I converted the other way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <not doing> <laughs> um, oh, wow. And I had a teacher once that said, uh, We were in a Western culture class, and she said that Pope Leo was the first pope. I had to raise my hand and be like, Actually, that's <laughs> Peter. Oh. Uh (laughs) So I was pretty outspoken. A lot of people, you know, just had a lot of misunderstandings and Mm. and have been hurt by the Catholic faith. And so a lot of people came up to me to have those conversations, which was awesome. But I don't say that I probably took advantage as much as I should have in those hard conversations and revealing the truth to people.
0: That's always hard, too. Mm. You kind of have to reveal what the other person's ready for anyway. So the Lord is probably guiding you more than you think
2: yeah what i've learned through all the evangelization experience that god has given me is that so often i look into it and i'm like i'm going to convert this person i want them to mm-hmm. know the truth and they're going to come out and they're going to be a catholic <laughs> at the end of this you know, at the end of my four-week discussion with them yeah. <laughs> or at this coffee shop conversation right and god really had to work on me and just be like I'm not calling you to convert them because that is not your role. Mm -hmm. Your role is just to plant a seed. Ah. Exactly. I will do the rest. Mm -hmm. So that's been something that I just have to really... Uh, Remind myself even every day because I am an achiever and I am a performer. Enneagram number three. (laughs) So um, you know I like I want to see that fruit, Mm -hmm. and God's not calling us to see that. And there's no pressure that we have on us to you know say all the right things or to convert them at the end, but rather you know God could be calling them on an 18-year journey, and you're just one conversation.
0: Hundred percent.
2: What's important is that you're being obedient and just having that conversation.
0: Yeah. yeah. There's a a scripture and I can't directly cite it, but it's Paul planted the seed, Apollos watered, but God created the growth, you know? And so many, many gears along the line, the assembly line to get them to be Catholic.
1: Yeah. And Layla, I think your mom converted to Catholicism as well. Right. Did that happen wow. at the same time as you or after? Or was she, was she one of those people that you said, I'm going to have
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents, both my mom and my dad converted the oh. year after I did. Oh, which oh, was wow. The biggest blessing. And God, you know, where God took me on a conversion story of 18 years. They, they were on, you know, like a 50-year conversion story. So again, nice. you just never want to rush those conversations or think that all that pressure's on you because Lord the Lord has something so much greater in store. But that has been a huge blessing in our lives. I would say that my parents weren't necessarily surprised when I came home and told them that I was converting. So I came home <laughs> on a Sunday night and I told them, I'm going to convert. Monday I signed up for RCIA classes and then Tuesday I went to my first class. Wow. It <laughs> really, really fast. And I you know, once I made that decision, there was absolutely no turning back. But I wouldn't say that my parents were surprised even when I told them I was converting, because for the past four years I would come home And I would be like, hey, do you know that the Catholics actually believe this? (laughs) No, like, they're not like that at all. And so they kind of saw this for the last four years. They were learning themselves. But once I said, I'm going to convert, that's when they really dug in and started learning things about Catholicism. Uh, That's when they really took it seriously. And that's just been, I mean, the biggest blessing to our family is, is the Catholic faith and being welcomed and having a such great community at OLMC especially. Yeah.
1: Wow. Fantastic. So Layla, you know what, Our Lady, we like to say we're grateful no matter what. What is something that you're grateful for?
2: I'm definitely grateful for the church no matter what, um, because I can interpret anything that I want or anything i can interpret anything the way that i want to but knowing that there is truth out there and knowing that this is what christians have always believed you know this is accurate i just find so much comfort in that you know it doesn't matter what i believe to be true because that doesn't determine if something's truth so i'm i'm so thankful for my catholic faith
0: that's nice. awesome. You kind of scared me at the beginning of that sentence. You're like, "I'm grateful that I can interpret whatever I want." I was like, "Whoa there!" <laughs> but then you redeemed it. What's going on? <laughs> so our name of our podcast is Salted Caramel. It's based off the scripture, "You're the salt of the earth," and if right. you know, if you lose your saltiness, like there's no point to you. So we're trying to redeem the phrase, "Staying salty." Instead, instead of having it be sassy and mean or whatever, we want it to be, how are you staying close to God? How are you being a good disciple? So Layla, how are you staying salty this week in particular? What are some tangible things that you, would, you are doing?
2: Great question. <laughs> um, well, I'm in this great Bible study with four other women about my age. And so each morning I wake up and I do that. And I'm really excited because this week it's on the Eucharist, which is great timing because tomorrow night in confirmation, um, I'm going to talk about the Eucharist and how that's applicable. So it's just God like pulled these two things together. (laughs) Uh, But also right now, God has really been working on my heart to be still. (laughs) Um, My parents live out on a neighborhood lake. And so often I just see like, how the water reflects, you know, how the water is a true reflection of, or is a reflection of anything, Um, you know, the houses across the water, the trees across the lake, um, and it's only a reflection when we're still, and so just looking at that, I mean, like, I want to be a true reflection of, you know, the Lord, of Jesus Christ, and I have to be still in order to do that, because so often in my prayer life, I... You know, I I just I just go on, right? And I'm like, God, let me tell you about the mm-hmm. day X, Y, and Z, and these are my hopes, and these are my dreams, and here are all the people that I want to pray for. <laughs> you know, really, just God, God, just calls us to be like, hey, I have something to tell you, but you have you have to be still to listen that. To-
1: wow. to-. What a uh, great reminder for all of us, Layla. To-
0: oh yeah, the again, sorry, to just cut you off, Jody. Again, scripture. I'm I'm sounding like a <laughs> Protestant here, but. No, Exodus fourteen fourteen. one of my favorite verses is the the Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is be still.
1: Mm, yeah. That's yeah. perfect. And Layla, too, uh, before we wrap up, I want to uh, share, how can our listeners find your blog on Living Beloved? Yes. So if you literally
2: just type in livingbeloved.com So Beloved, B-E-L-O-V-E-D.com <laughs> It'll take you right there. And so right. I have a faith little blog post about, you know, spiritual devotion ideas, or this is what the church teaches on the Eucharist that's going to be coming out soon. Um, or, and I had a Lenten promises post, you know, like, what's the deal with Lent? Why do Catholics do that? Why don't Protestants do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have just a little post about what it looks like to navigate adulthood
1: as a young Christian woman. So what does, you know, what does dating look like or life after college? Nice. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and our listeners.
0: Yeah, it's been a real pleasure.
1: Yeah. Oh, Thanks so much for having me. It was such an honor. All mm-hmm. right. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks.
2: Jody.
0: what do you think our call to action should be this week?
1: Oh, David, so I think very loud and clear. I love the message that Layla is working on this week is be still, Mm. be still. So many of us are, are myself included. I feel like I'm called to action all the time when I'm really called to just be still.
0: So our call to action is no action at all. That's right. All right. That's right.
1: (laughs) Good. Thanks for joining us today and stay salty. Let's end with a prayer. God, our Father. I pray that through the Holy Spirit I might hear the call of the new evangelization to deepen my faith, grow in confidence to proclaim the gospel, and boldly witness to the saving grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening today.
0: Stay salty. (laughs)